College friends turned business partners, former athletes, and newfound entrepreneurs, Hoop Zig and Cameron Jackson have come together in what is believed to be a long overdue call to action. Listen as these outwardly spoken intellectuals simultaneously discredit voices of doubt and procrastination while tackling a variety of topics applicable to contemporary business owners. Tune in as they talk about breaking ground on new projects, overcoming common obstacles, and mastering the mindset of a founder. It is time to know your worth. Welcome to the family. This is the Free Value Podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm your host, Hoop Zig here. Joining me, Cam Jackson. And this is the Free Value Podcast. Today, we have a huge episode for you guys. Super excited to drop. We really, we really didn't even want to do this intro. We just wanted to go ahead and just put it out for y'all. <laughs> no, seriously, but great guy, very motivational. So if you're looking for that extra drive or just something to get you going and start something new, this is what it is. He's bringing a ton, a ton, a ton of just idea and brainstorms and things forward. So it's going to be a great episode and I'm excited to bring it to you guys. A lot of gems, a lot of gems drop. We're uh, we're speaking with the president and CEO of one of the fastest growing companies in the country based out of Houston. Like we said, go ahead and get your notepads out. This one's going to be a good one. This is going to be a great one. So... Without further ado, let's get right into it. Grant, what's good, bro? How you doing? Good, man. How about you? I'm doing great, man. So what are you up to today? Just working, just working, man. I'm glad to, glad to be on with you guys. I know we've been talking about doing this for a little bit. And so I'm excited to you know dive more deeper into um, business and entrepreneurship and all this kind of stuff so we can um, you know help out as many people as possible. So glad to be on. Yeah, so we're excited to have you, man. So tell us about yourself, Grant. What do you do? Who is Grant Maitland? Yeah, yeah. So good question. So I own a solar company headquartered out of Houston. Um, we're in currently three different cities right now. Um, I've actually been in like the solar industry really since January of 2018. Um, like I saw it taking off rapidly. And, uh, you know, we'll get into like more stuff about that. But I started a MIT group really like a week before the whole like state shut down. So pretty crazy timing. Definitely Um, a crazy time to start something. Yeah. Very, very crazy timing. Uh, Took a lot of guts for sure. But anyways, yeah, started the company then. And since then we've, we've scaled, we're doing over a million dollars in revenue a month. Um, We have over 25 people working for the company and we're growing like at a rapid, rapid pace. So we're doing really good. We're on track to do, um, looking turning towards like a 10 million dollars in revenue this year so doing really good and just growing in the right direction so that's what i'm currently doing right now that's awesome that's awesome so like okay so what made you what made you want to get into into solar like what like did you already did you always like want to be like in the like entrepreneurial space or start your own business and mm-hmm. like why 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 pick solar yeah yeah so that for me growing up and i'm sure this is like anybody that could be listening is um i always wanted to be like an entrepreneur always wanted to be a ceo always wanted to run my own business i felt like you know like we've mentioned before we all have a background in sports and i think it kind of just aligns to be an entrepreneur because really everything's on you but the hardest part and i've talked to so much people about this and for me this was like the big things like i know i can do it 
I know I could be a good leader. I know I could do a company, but like, what business am I going to do? Like, am I going to invent something? Am I going to, you know, learn from somebody else and start something? So that was always something that was like really hard for me to figure out. The only thing I could really say is that I just knew I'd find something. I knew I'd find something. I just had to try a bunch of different things. Um, But anyways, so I played college football and I was out in Long Beach, California when I was out there. Um, I really, which helped me really learn a lot about businesses. I got into sales and I was literally like selling direct TV in Walmart and Best Buys. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And it made me really, really, really good at sales and business and working with so many different types of people it made me humble. Cause I was literally in a Walmart or Best Buy for eight hours a day, hustling, talking to two or 300 people, grinding, grinding, grinding. making like a thousand dollars a week, which at 18 is a lot of money. And, um, you know, I was working my butt off, but everywhere, you know, California, everything seems to start out off over there. And, um, everyone just kept talking about solar, solar, solar. And I kept getting approached by people, you know, when I was, you know, selling direct TV and offering me like jobs and this and the other. And I remember I had these two guys come up to me and they're like, Hey, like, like, we want to hire you. We just came from Wyoming and we're moving to California. We're opening up offices here this guy's made a killing in solar. You would absolutely kill it. Can we take you to lunch? And for whatever reason, I didn't do it. I think because of football, but that was like the first time it like got put in my head. And then I started hearing of all these like sales reps and how it was growing. And there was this company called solar city that you couldn't go anywhere without seeing it. And I was like, man, somebody's going to make a killing in solar, you know? And I kept hearing more and more stuff come out about it. Next thing you know, I'm in New York. And I'm like, man, solar, blah, 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 you know, like that could be the next thing. But I was never super, super passionate about just like saving the world or anything like that. It was more so that it was just cool technology and it was up and coming and I knew it would be a really good industry. And right. so I came back to Houston and I was going to transfer to U of H. And I think I told Cam this, but I was transferring to University of Houston and the week I enrolled, the counselor already knew who my name was. And I was like, how do you know who my name? And it was because none of my credits transferred. So basically like I should have been a senior at U of H, but they were going to make me literally a freshman with only like half halfway through freshman year. And I was supposed to really only have like a semester and a half left. And so I'm like, Oh, this is not good. And on top of that, to make things even worse, I had like a, basically like a job to to like work at the sales company and I was going to try to like start my own thing. That company ended up going under that year because of Harvey and they moved to Austin. So the only way for me to do that, my whole plan for like the last three or four months was to literally move to Austin. I had no money. You know what I mean? I was a broke college kid and I just found out I'm a freshman in college again. So I'm like, this is not good. Not to mention I have nowhere to sleep, but my mom's couch. So I'm like, this is not good. You know what I'm saying? So the yeah. week I get back, I'm like, I got to make money. I got to make money. I got to make money. So I'm like, I'm old enough to Uber now. I'm 21. So I start Ubering all around Houston because it like instant transfer, right? So I got like money coming in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I got to make money. I got to make money. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I need to make a hundred grand this year. I need to make a hundred grand. I was like, how can I do it? I know I can sell. And I'm like, solar. Well, what about solar? I was like, let me get on Indeed or let me get on like LinkedIn or something. So I start searching solar companies in Houston and I see like three or four and I apply to all of them anytime I was waiting for someone to Uber. Mm -hmm. And uh, next thing you know, three or four days later, this company hit me up like a sales position 
I, I interviewed a week and a half later, I got the job and I started off in sales. And what happened was, is I was crazy motivated and I was the youngest person in the company. Like the second youngest person was like 25 or 26. And I was like 21 or 22. And I just started hustling, man. And, um, ended up being like out of like hundred plus reps, like consistently one of the top three reps in the company. And, they promoted me to like a regional sales manager at like 22 years old. And it was the youngest ever. And I had all these people that were 30 something years old working for me, but you know, they respected the hell of me because you know, I was working my ass off and making you were grinding. Happen, exactly. you know? I was exactly. grinding. Yeah. yeah. So how long did it take for you to get, like get promoted? Like how long did that take? I feel like that it didn't take long at all. It didn't. So it took, so I got promoted in, was it late May? I think he, the CEO called. No, it was, yeah, it was late May. So technically June. And there's, there's a book that I want to recommend to anybody that's listening. It's called the 48 laws of power. And if, if y'all, I don't, have you guys read it before? No, I haven't read that yet. Yeah. It'll change your life. It, like the crazy, like it's almost like so powerful that it's like what you do with this, like, please do this for good because you can literally use this for evil type thing. Like wow. scary. Like, wow. It, and and it, when you read through it, you're like, damn, I've messed that up. Like, damn, I do that good, you know, and you don't even realize it. And it's basically like how you attain power, right? So like one of the laws is never outshine the master, okay? So what that means is like if you're directly reporting to someone, you just overly displaying your talents is actually going to hurt you more than help you. Because what you're going to do is you're going to cause that person to feel insecure and feel threatened like they're going to lose their position and you're right. getting screwed and i realized like my whole life i was like damn i always did that you know like i just let my ego get in the way and so what happened was is we had this top-notch manager he was the best manager in the company so i knew i was no chance of me getting promoted but i knew that the way that company worked that i worked for it was like a dictatorship everything funneled through the ceo so I right. knew if I could get anything, it had to go through the CEO. But the CEO didn't talk to me because I was a, a rep out of 100. Yeah, I was good, but I didn't know him, right? And so right. I, I knew the only way to get there is to become really close friends with this manager. And I became close friends with him. And, and he was a cool guy or whatever. But, you know, I became friends with him. And next thing you know, the CEO came into town and took what was going to take, like, the manager out. And he said, okay, bring like two of your reps. Ryan brought like one of his best buds that wasn't even that good. And then he brought me. So it was me becoming close friends with Ryan that got me to meet the CEO in person. And we went out, we went to dinner, we went out in Houston and me and the CEO hit it off. Like hit it off, became like boys. Like he respected me, right? We came, you know what I mean? We became boys, like we had a good time. And next thing you know, Abe started talking to me like every week, every week. And now I'm like next, like close to the CEO and I'm just a sales rep. And next thing you know, like a month and a half later, that manager that was in front of me, he always said good things about me to Abe because he never felt threatened. You know, like I sat back and listened and just was patient and all that kind of stuff. He randomly took a job as a director at another company. Oh, wow. Out of nowhere. And and let me put, let me just to kind of give you guys perspective. Like I wasn't like, oh yeah, it's my time, blah, blah, blah. Like we had a, we were running, we were the best office in the, the country. Like I was kind of pissed off. I was like, damn, why the fuck did he leave us like that? At the right. time, like that was my first instinct, you know? And then I was, and then I kind of waited like a day or two and I was like, hold up. 
what if I was like, man, I, I know like they were talking like a year, year and a half, but man, like what if I could get it? And there was a couple reps that was leaving. So like strategically, I didn't want to hit up the CEO and say, Hey, I really want this and blah, 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 blah. Because I think it was just show weakness. So what I did is I did nothing at all because I wanted him to know that I knew that he would be scared. I was going to leave the company. So I sat okay. back and I did nothing. He and is this, so was this a tactic that you learned from the 48 laws of power or yep. was that just, okay. Yep. Yep. It was a tactic. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like, by the way, I, I literally just bought it on audible <laughs> while, while we're on this. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, cra- it's crazy. Like another thing is like poeticize your presence. And, um, like if, if, for example, like if you're in a big group and you randomly pull yourself away from the group, you become more talked about, um, more valuable, the less you say more that matters. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. you need to use like absence to, to create like more respect and like honor and stuff like that. Cause people see your true value. So I knew if Abe starts hitting me up, cause I knew he was scared that I was going to leave and go to the other company. He starts texting me, Hey man, how you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And I, I would just reply like an hour and a half later. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, just busy. Uh, I'm just a little tired. And he and he started getting scared. You could tell. Right. And I just kept milking it. Because I knew he knew he wanted me eventually as a manager, but he, he probably thought I was too young. So I was like, I'm going to use fear to get get what I want. Next thing you know, they, they try to interview someone that he didn't really like them. He calls me out of nowhere like a week and a half later. And he's like, hey, do you have like any goals for yourself as far as like company moving up? And I was like, I got him. I knew it. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew it. Like he finally came to it. It took a week and a half. Savage. Of playing chess. I knew I had to bait him into it. Next thing you know, um, and I was like, I said, and then I said, I replied like 30 minutes later. I was like, yes, I do. Would love to talk more. When are you free? That's all I said. He said, let's talk Thursday. So it sounds good. Now, let's think back to this at the beginning. This is why, like, you have to be calculated, guys. And, they, and I got screwed my whole life over not doing this. This is why I learned this, okay? So remember back to the beginning of the story when I was talking about how I knew the only way for me to get anywhere in the company is get to A, but the only way – or to get to the CEO, but the only way I could get to the CEO is get to the regional manager above me first. Right. Okay, so you all remember that, right? Mm-hmm. And Which I didn't really, really want to, but I did it for a reason. I mean, he was cool with it. Anyways, so what happened was, is um, Abe calls me and he goes, oh, like on Thursday, that we, and he goes, I wanted to talk to you because you remember the night we went out, all of us, out of that entire group of four or five people, I thought you were by far the sharpest person. Wow. And you impressed the hell out of me. And you Wait, have, why, do you, huh? why do you think it was? Why do you think that was? That he was impressed? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, I just, I don't know. I mean, just, I don't know, control the room. We just hit it off. Like, we're having a good time. Like, Grant being Grant. Like, honestly, man, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, we were like, we were like picking up chicks and like, it was fun. Like, we we're having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were like trying to get girls and we we're like having a good time. We're going to bars, drinking. Like, we're yeah. talking, we're talking about all his background, what I used to do, this. Like, we we're just, it was just a good night, man. Like, he, he was a super cool dude. 
and we just hit yeah. it off. Like we had a good time, man. And, yeah, yeah. um, you know, I think like they just, I don't, I, I don't know. We just, for whatever reason, I, I don't know why it just, we hit it off. Maybe like our personalities match. I, I'm not sure. But all I knew is that like, I had to get to that moment to give me a shot. And then what was crazy is that that was the first thing he brought up in the conversation. And he was like, and I noticed this, this, and this, and I feel like you have a lot of potential, you know, where do you see, you know, yourself, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you know, I understand I don't have any management experience, but I've been in a leadership position like my entire life. I played college football as a quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Quarterback, sir. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's a natural fit. You know, people naturally come to me. I understand I'm young, but there's no respect or credibility issues with me at all. And I was like, they already go to me for anything, so I feel like it's a natural fit. And he said, well, I feel like a natural fit's either like a trainer position or a regional position. What do you think? And I was like, I think potentially a regional would be a good fit. And he goes, okay. And he goes, I think it would too. And he goes, let me talk to leadership and see what they think. I was like, okay, cool. He said he talked to them. They said, well, we think you're going to be good, younger, but we think blah, blah, blah. So he basically gave me like a two-week trial run. And I like rebuilt all of Houston. And they promoted me, gave me like the salary and override stuff. And they promoted me. I ended up being the youngest regional manager. And within three months, we were the top um office in the entire country and Ooh. and i was young 22 23 and and all i can say and this is what I, for anybody listening right this has absolutely zero things to do with any sort of intelligence that i may have because i have literally fucked this up more than anybody probably ever listening like i've got screwed in everything and it was because like i was so reactive i just sat there and prayed and hoped everything would work out one day and mm-hmm. I just constantly got screwed and I was sick of it. So I started thinking like, who's actually winning? And it's the people that are actually like step-by-step step preparing. Like now I'm three to four moves ahead of everybody. And it's not because I'm smarter. It's just because I thought about it. Right. You see what I'm saying? And then I went to director, blah, blah, blah. And we circled around like six months, like, let's see, a year, almost two years later, he offers me to be president of the company and um to run it and you said how long like how long did two, it take about two years it was he let's see it was in like january february of this year so right at maybe a, a, two years in a month and and i thought about it and it was weird because i had this like weird gut feeling like there was just certain things i didn't like how it ran i'm not gonna talk about it publicly but just certain yeah. things i didn't like and that's okay. I mean, everyone has different things and that's okay. You know, nobody's perfect. Um, but I just, I didn't agree with, I didn't like, and I truly thought like I couldn't have full control. And I was thinking about what it was going to take to get this to this, to make this certain amount of money and get there. And I'm like, man. So I called one of my reps and I was like, this is a true test. I was telling Kim about this. I think we we're on live that like, you really don't know if someone's really like, gonna follow you until there's like money on the line you know like they can say oh yeah bro we can do this and the other but until like they really jump and like start a new business with you or like go in with you or like follow you as a sales rep you really don't know if they're really like about it so i called a couple i called like uh someone that i've worked with and i was like hey hypothetically if i started a business would you come with me and he was like i'd go yesterday i was like what really and he was like yeah i'd go yesterday like I'm here because of you. I made over 10 grand this month because everything you taught me, not anybody else. I'm loyal to you. 
And I was like, whoa. I, I mean, I, I guess I was like, oh, okay, damn. All right, well, thanks, bro. Like, I was just wondering. I asked another person and another person, another person. They all said the same thing. So I was like, shit, maybe I can do this. You know, I thought I was like not ready for my shit. Maybe I can't. And um, I just started piecing everything together. You know, like me and you were joking, like we didn't know how to do payroll. Like, I feel you. Like, I didn't know <laughs> no, how to do seriously. any of that shit. No and, payroll, nothing. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's something funny that people laugh at, but we didn't have no freaking payroll class. We didn't have how to how to start an LLC, how to hire people, how to do that. They didn't teach us none of that. Um I mean, no college, no, no, nobody teaches that. And um, I just step by step did it. You know, I was like, okay, what do I got to do first? I got to get an LLC. Google how to get an LLC. Start an LLC. I was like, okay, I need to make a logo. Okay, let's do this. What about this name? Oh, this. Then this. Then I got to do this partnership. And then I got this. And then, and I started just piecing everything together. And as I did it, I was like, damn, I've underestimated myself. You know, like, I don't know why I've like doubted. I don't know. I was doubting myself. I just didn't know I could do all this and um we started so like we're officially incorporated like March 2nd I think and then we had I had to put all these different stuff together I think our first deal was like the second or third week of March and um and then let's see April we did like five 550 grand in revenue with like six guys um doing deals and like probably our third month we hit a million in sales and like exploded and every, and I learned from all the mistakes of everyone. Like I set up like a, a leadership program where like by merit, you can grow within the company and become into management and become executive and, you know, move up and there was incentive. So everything was merit based. And I just tried to build the company around like what truly drives people because I just, mm -hmm. I truly believe that you can't control people. I believe that they're going to do whatever they want to do, no matter what. So right. if I know what drives them, like if Cam works for the company and I know Cam is influenced by money and influence, then I need to set up systems that make Cam want to work. That's going to benefit himself and going to benefit the company. Right. And so you, you see what I'm saying? Right. So it doesn't matter if Cam loves me, is mad at me that day, is this or that and the other he's gonna do what's best for the company because it's best for him mm. you see what i'm saying and so and then when that happens is you have a lot of people that are all kind of working towards one vision and it benefits everybody and i think that's what's helped it grow i mean i've had lots of obstacles throughout the way i could talk about for hours but um i mean every day is an obstacle but you know it's it's working and it man it's crazy like i mean honestly it's crazy but um I mean, that's a long-winded answer, but it kind of just tells y'all, like, it, it just starts with, like, being extremely calculated, and anybody can think, like, the way I did. It just took, like, finding the resources and really just going, okay, I want this. What would I need to do there? How does this person think? How does it, you know what I mean? And just step-by-step step thinking through it, and you end up, like, it becomes almost easy at times because you're so far ahead of everyone because every person is just winging it, literally. Mm -hmm. right exactly exactly and yeah. i get that i get that totally like the winging it part like that's literally me every single day every event i have i've never done things like that i've never opened up containers like i've been winging it these past past year and right. look where it's gotten me like literally winging it i'm like it's crazy and like you said that we talked about that on the live how they don't teach you those things like you literally have to wing it 
you got to talk to people. You got to meet the right people. You got to make the right connections. You got to get in the right rooms. And you can't do that sitting at home, not doing anything. You have to take the right steps and you got to make things happen. Oh, man. Great story. Like, truly. Yeah. And like, what? Yeah. What were we going to say? Oh, you go ahead. I, I, I remember. Oh, yeah. So, like, but now, yeah, like I'm saying, you're, yeah, Cam, I completely agree, man. It's just like, like the, the worst thing that you can do is like, like this would always happen to me is like, oh, I want to do this. And then you think of all these potential things and this, that, and the other, and you end up doing nothing. And sometimes, like, like, I mean, you, you think about Cam's story and like what, what it's developing in. I mean, he wanted to get to that, but he didn't know every single obstacle or every single way to get there. Sometimes you just got to buy the freaking land and put some freaking containers on there, and now you've got to figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> now you've got to figure it out. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what Cam did, you know? And, like, that's what I did is I started, and I was like, well, you know, I have no choice. i got to figure this out. So what I was going to ask was um, you mentioned that book. You read that book, and that that book is what really like motivated you, and what really um, like inspired you to like change your change your surroundings, change your life, right? Uh-huh. And would you say, well, obviously, if you didn't read the book, um, you wouldn't be where you are today. And I just wanted to like put emphasis on like learning from other people's uh, successes or failures. Uh, I assume that's what's mentioned in the book, like learning from other people's mistakes, and then going out on a limb and not being afraid to make mistakes? So, yeah, that's a great question. So I think no matter what I do, I would be successful, but I think I probably would have had to face the same thing over and over and over again until I learned it. And I think it would have took me an extra two to three years. So uh, the book is really about like, just like, like, for example, like, there's so many different laws, like, plan all the way to the end. Um, use um, absence to, to, you know, increase respect. Like, never outshine the master. There's so many of these different things. And you read through and they give them examples, like, at pastimes, like, how people lost power, how people gained power. And um, I think it just made me – it's nothing about positivity. It's nothing. It's, like, real practical, like, step-by-step, like – it basically like to, to the best way I can say it is that that was my weakness. Like I'm good enough to wing it and do pretty good. Cam, mm-hmm. you're good enough. Everyone on this call is good enough to do that. But if you really want to be on like next level sh- freaking shit, like high level shit, like the big dog, you can't fucking like you can't just do a bunch of random stuff. Like you can on a small level, but when it's big time stuff you have to be calculated because these people are too freaking good, man. Like, like when you see the top of the top of the top, like it's just like, it's unreal. Like what these guys do and how calculated, I mean, Bezos, he prepares for five years out, 10 years, 20 years out. Playing chess. Like you said, you're playing chess. Like a grandmaster knows what their next 14, 17 moves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. And so it's like, and anybody's smart enough to do that. You just have to like, like spend, like no matter what, wherever you're at, just spend an 30 minutes to an hour a day reading or listening to something or talking to someone that's like better than you. And what happens is it compounds. Like you don't, you won't notice much of a difference in a couple of weeks or a month, but six months, 12 months, three years, five years down the line, you're a completely different person, you know? And, 
and you go, well, I don't really know what I want yet. That's fine. Just get better and your brain will become more creative and smarter and you'll figure it out. Like it'll right. just happen. I feel that. You know what I mean? For a lot of people, for a lot of people who are listening to our podcast and a lot of people who we know, including myself, uh, a lot of times, like everybody, like at some point in time, just has no idea what they want to do and everything feels like we need to get it done right now. It's yeah. too late. Um, especially with like social media now, you see a lot of people flaunting and flexing and like making it seem like everything is easy and it could put a lot of pressure on uh, people our age or people in their early to mid twenties um, and put that pressure on like, you got to do something now or you're not going to be successful at all. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people let that um, keep them from actually starting to get better. They just they just automatically expect that it's it's too hard, it's too far to get to that point, but they just don't even think to to actually start because they don't know what they want to do or they don't know where to start. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. You're hundred percent correct. And like I've been there and like the best thing like like we're talking about is when you stop, I think kind of in a weird way, you almost gotta kinda of put your ego aside because I think there's a little bit of ego tied to like not wanting to start something or not want to do something because you don't want to look bad if you mess up or like, what if you don't get it and waste a bunch of time and you're on this timetable. And I think maybe I had a little bit of that. Maybe other people do. I think the best way to do it is like to really, you need to wake up and realize that a thousand dollars isn't shit. $10,000 isn't shit. $50,000 isn't shit. Heck a million dollars isn't shit. And if you go loose, 50,000 or 10,000 or a thousand dollars on some shit, you were going to burn that money off on something stupid anyways. Right. You know what I mean? Like it would have found his way to go to Cancun and get you some clothes and buy you a car. Like, you know what I mean? And would just literally learn 24 seven and try anything that like your gut tells you to try and don't give a fuck if you mess up. You know what I mean? Like when I started this, I was completely okay with failing. I did not care. Because you, you learn from your mistakes. A lot of people say that they're, you know, mistakes are okay because you learn from them, but the same people are afraid to make mistakes. Yeah, no, absolutely. One second. Y'all can hear me still? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, you have to, you have to learn from it. And, like, that's all that successful people do is I fail and I face opposition, like, daily. And it's just, like, to be the best in business it's like what can you really like with like handle like what pressure can you handle like what like how much of hell can you take you know like in any time i have a tough decision to make like not too long ago i had to fire like four of my best guys damn because they would jeopardize the company went behind my back it's a whole different story but it was one of the most like important decisions i ever made and i had to think through every single step and at the end of the day, I was so confident that I could go and find other people. Heck, I could figure out how to do more volume just myself than them if it needed to. The worst case, but I was cool making the decision because I always stuck to my principles. And, and what, this is what I always say is anytime you're faced with a difficult um, situation, you're faced with a tough decision, obstacles, someone's coming to get you, you can't get this permit, someone's coming at you. This is happening. If you can't handle that decision, that's fine. But don't expect to do any fucking thing else better in life. 
you don't fucking deserve it. You want a Lambo, you want the big bucks, you want the fucking corner office, and you can't fire fucking four people? Come on. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve that shit, man. Like, you don't deserve it. You're not fucking good enough. You, you have to, like, you have to be willing to make those tough decisions. And the big dogs, they make the tough decisions and they pull the trigger. And it's, sometimes it's better to be decisive than right. Right. I like that. I like, I like that. I like that one. <laughs> we can end on that. I like that a lot. That one. What'd you say, Cam? That we can end on that one. That's perfect. <laughs> That was a good one. I know you got somewhere to go as well, busy man, but wow, a lot of knowledge dropped. We really appreciate you. That was that was amazing. Amazing didn't story. Even, even have like Cam had Cam had already got me hit hit beforehand that you were just like the type of guy you were. So I already knew we already knew that we weren't gonna have to like ask any questions to get any specific, you know, specifics out of you. Like you you really hit the, the you put nail it on the table. You really did. You put it all on the table, man. And that's exactly what the uh, our listeners and what we encourage our listeners to pay attention to. That's what we want them to hear. Yeah, and for sure. We appreciate you taking the time out of your, your busy day to, um, to hop on the Free Value Podcast with us, man. Really yeah, absolutely. You. Well, thank you, guys. Like, obviously, y'all are, y'all are beasts. So I wish you guys continued success. And, like, anybody that, like, could be listening – like follow me on Instagram, Twitter. It's just Grant Mitt, G R A N T M I T T. Like, and I mean this when I say it because um, it's not it's not easy in business and learning, and figuring out what you want to do. But I'm always willing to help. So if anybody like wants to follow me, message, DM, ask questions. Like, hey, I'm doing this. I, I need advice on this. Anything I can do because I've never had that. Um, if you have questions or anything, just message me. I'm sure Cam and these guys would help you out as well. So. Appreciate you guys having me. Um, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, buddy. Right, Appreciate you. Man. All right, guys. See you later. Have a good All one. Right.